everybody, I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message and today is September 30th, 2021. Do me a favor, I haven't told you this in a while. Uh, would you share our videos if you enjoy them? Would you subscribe to our channel if you find this thing valuable? And would you tap the notification bell if you actually wanna see when we post new content? You'd be doing me a solid and I know it would make you feel good. Uh, we are doing a Ruben Report Locals uh, Q&A today. We got dozens and dozens of questions this morning. I only take questions from our Locals community members. Uh, so of course you can always sign up and join us there for early video and ad-free stuff and a whole bunch more at rubenreport.locals.com. And we are gonna do one story before we get to that. This lunatic Congresswoman, Sheila Jackson Lee, these people just lie about everything and you're not gonna believe it. We have now, using the latest and greatest technology, we have something called video to prove that they're liars. So they say crazy things and now using technology, we can expose them as the complete and utter frauds that they are. Uh, before we get to that guys, I wanna talk to you about Bonner private wine. It's a little early to be drinking for me, but I've got a bottle right here. Do you guys enjoy a glass of wine with dinner, maybe while in the backyard entertaining friends? I certainly do. Well, let me tell you about one of my best kept secrets, the world's first extreme altitude wine club. My friends over at freethinkerwine.com are a group of Americans who got tired of those flimsy wines you find at most supermarkets. You know the kind, the cheap throat burning reds and the syrupy yellow whites. They set out on a journey miles away from civilization and 9,000 feet into the sky to find some of the world's most remote wines and they nearly died trying, seriously. Pop open one of their bottles of Malbec, you're gonna get some notes of blackberry leather, cherry, smoke, and a little dark cherry. That's two times I said cherry there. <laughs> It's a lot of cherry. Plus, if you love steak and barbecue like I do, these wines make a great pairing. Try them with a smoked tri-tip. That's what we knocked out the other night. Today, you can be one of the first to try these extreme altitude wines. Visit freethinkerwine.com and you'll get 50% off the wine and 50% off shipping. No middleman, no inflated prices, no promo code needed. Just visit freethinkerwine.com. That's freethinkerwine.com. And now back to me. All right, wine bottle, you go there. Okay, so one of the things I've been saying lately is that it's not just that the Democrats and the media and their big tech cohorts, that it's not just that they lie, right? We know that they lie. It's that they lie about everything. And I really mean it at this point. They lie about every single thing. Males are females. 3.5 trillion equals zero. We don't have a problem at the border. The vaccines are working as promised. They lie about absolutely everything. And what they seem to forget is we now have videotape. This is a new thing. I did not know about this this morning. I said to Connor, is there a way we could prove that these people are liars? And he said, we have videotape, Dave, and we're gonna show video. And I said, all right, let's try it. So first we're gonna show you here, this is Representative Sheila Jackson Lee of Houston. She is a progressive, thus a liar. And here she is talking about what's happening on our southern border. Uh, let me pronounce to my friends that the border is both sovereign and secure. It is obviously subjected to biased and unfair narratives for political purposes. It's both sovereign and secure. Well, we've got two videos for you. Here's sovereign. 
and here's Secure. This is a wild situation to see from the air. We reported earlier that the FAA grounded our Fox News drones. We cannot fly those well. The troopers with Texas DPS are kind enough to let us go up in their helicopter with them to get a look at the situation at this bridge right now. Take up to 11,000 Mike Mexico into Del Rio right here, and they are waiting underneath the inter International Bridge, waiting to be processed by Border Patrol. Look at the mass of people down there. This time two days ago, there were just over 4,000 damn right here to walk across the Rio Grande and enter the United States illegally. They went up to the Rio Grande right here in a moment. This is a, a step. Let's say you had a house or an apartment. I'm gonna go out on the assumption that you watching this right now, you might live somewhere. You've, maybe you're a homeless person and you've been given a free phone by our good governor, Gavin Newsom here in California. Imagine if there were thousands of people standing outside of your structure, whatever it might be, whether it's a shack or a house or an apartment or a condo, uh, and they were trying to get in. And then occasionally you push them out and then they kept coming. And then they were strolling over and they were taking stuff and they were rampaging through. And imagine there was also, you know, supposedly this crazy pandemic and they weren't wearing masks and, you know, they weren't vaccinated and they weren't social distancing and all of those things. Would you call that sovereign and secure? They're gaslighting all of us. They are extraordinary liars. So Sheila Jackson on this Thursday, September 30th, 2021, you are my liar of the day. And trust me, it was not easy. We had about five other videos of progressive lunatics. Let's play that Ayanna Presley thing next Monday, all right? I mean, these people are psychotic, lunatic, crazy people. There's no other way to say it, and we have to disconnect from them. But I think I'm gonna to get to that in one of, the, one of the Q and A's we're about to get to. One more thing before we do that, I wanna to talk to you guys about Relief Band. You know, isn't all the news about vaccine mandates making you nauseous? God knows it's making me nauseous. We've all experienced that horrible feeling, whether it's car sickness, the result of one too many after a night out with friends, or even from the anxiety of accidentally landing on CNN while channel surfing, my God. Nausea can ruin a day, force us to change our plans, and in the most severe cases, it can make us unable to find for those of you who can relate, I've got great news. You can check out Relief Band. Relief Band's the FDA's number one cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. The product's 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, and provides all-natural relief with zero side effects. For as long as needed, relief band stimulates a nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. Then it blocks the signal your brain is sending to your stomach telling you that you're sick. Relief band is worth trying for the anxiety benefits alone. It'll bring you peace of mind and help you not worry about nausea again. As the world's opening back up, sorta. Uh, don't let the fear of nausea keep you on the sidelines. Right now, Relief Band has an exclusive offer just for my audience. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code Ruben, you'll get 20% off plus free shipping and a no questions asked 30-day money back guarantee. So head over to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com and use promo code Ruben to get 20% off plus free shipping. And now back to me. All right, let's roll right into the question. We got a whole bunch here. I will get to as many as possible. Antoinette says, as we come closer to the one year anniversary of the 2020 election, where do you see the country heading towards? Well, hell, frankly. Um, yeah, we're in a lot of trouble. We, we are really in a lot of trouble. You guys know this. I try to do this show with a smile on my face. I try to spin things positively. I try to give you the silver lining. I'm trying not to make you outraged. I'm trying to you know, not attack people who don't deserve to be attacked, all of that stuff. But, but we, we are 
we're in trouble. We're in trouble. I just see no other way to, to look at it. I was actually at a party last night here in LA and virtually every single person there was talking about uh, leaving, mostly leaving LA, but leaving California. But there were plenty of people there who had left already, who had come back for this event that I went to, and they were much happier in other places. Like, we, we seemingly are in the midst of this national divorce. Um, you know, I can tell you on the California front, um, just because that's where I am, I mean, look at the two things that have happened since the recall failed, and obviously it was a, it was a disaster, right? The two things that have happened since then, two or three days later, uh, they decide that in LA, if you go to restaurants, they, they're gonna have a vaccine mandate and you're gonna have to prove you're vaccinated. They decided that two days after, even though COVID numbers have completely bottomed out here, if I'm not mistaken, the week before, Michael, you can correct me on this if I'm wrong, the week before, the week basically during the uh, recall, one person in LA died of COVID. Um, so. They, they just love power. So not only did that happen, but then just a few days ago, Gavin Newsom announced that we're gonna have mail-in ballots in perpetuity, in perpetuity, and we talked about it. When you showed your envelope, if you were doing a mail-in ballot, all you'd have to do is show it to a light or your iPhone flashlight, and you could see who someone voted for. So you could have seen if they selected for recall or not, and whether they voted for Larry Elder or not, or whatever it might be. Um, that in and of itself doesn't mean that there's fraud, but they're doing everything they can to make nobody trust the system. Nobody trusts the system. Uh, right now in LA, thanks for that, uh, LA is averaging two deaths a day uh, because of COVID. It's about 80 and sunny every day in LA. We are, I'm watching when I go to the supermarket, these masked morons. Uh, just, it's just extraordinary, it's just extraordinary. But anyway, I don't wanna make this specifically about COVID. Your, your question is we're almost a year from the election and like, where's this all heading? Right now, it's not heading anywhere good, right? Like we are seeing the Democrats and Biden and it's really Obama behind him and, and the ideas of communism and Marxism and collectivism and just huge government. We're gonna take money and 3.5 trillion equals zero, boys or girls, all the stuff, all the stuff, it's all bursting forth. Nothing seems to be working properly. But that all said, the silver lining is that humans freaking find a way, right? It's like Jeff Goldblum, in Jurassic Park, life finds a way. And humans have been through communism and we've been through Nazism and we've been through socialism and all the ideas, the bad ideas of the past and we always find a way, right? And, and maybe always find a way, it's like a lot of people die in that process too and it does seem like everything's getting worse and it seems like not only are vaccine mandates, you know, being pushed on everybody, but they're not gonna want people to be able to work if you're not doing what they say. I, I got an email from somebody, I'm getting so many emails right now from people about vaccines um, and what they're, how the mandates are affecting them. I got an email yesterday from somebody who's a hospital administrator who has worked at home for the last two years in his basement. He has not been to the hospital in two years. He was already working at home before lockdown started. It wasn't even because of COVID. He had decided to work remotely. Uh, two years in his basement, he is now being laid off. He is now being laid off, even though uh, he doesn't work at the hospital, right? This is absolutely extraordinary and completely out of control. Um, and actually, I think some of the other questions are gonna get to it. But I, I sense we're in the midst of some national divorce. But the silver lining is that people, hopefully, whoever remains that is still thinking for themselves, and I know you guys are out there, 
and I meet these people every day and I hear from you guys every day, it's like our ideas are being refined and are, are being, they're being challenged so we're, it's making us all think more clearly about what we believe and what kind of life we wanna live and where we should live and all of those things. So the big system is awful right now, but there's ways to pilfer goodness and clarity through that. That's what I'm trying to do. I think that's what my, my team is trying to do. I hope that's what you're trying to do. Um, but look, if they wanna shut down the government now and they think 3.5 trillion equals zero and all that, shut down the government, go away. I don't need you people. Uh, we'll be okay without you. Uh, Talway says, with the current vaccine mandate included in the Democrats' budget bill that the Republicans are threatening to block by filibuster, what do you see as the honest condition of relations between red states and blue states being in 2022 and 2024? Do you see any avenue for healing or is it just gonna get worse? I mean, that's very much in line with the first question but I sense it's just gonna get worse. It's just gonna get worse. There's a really unbelievable video going around viral right now on Twitter uh, where one of the groups that's trying to make sure that DeSantis doesn't remain governor of Florida because he kept the state open and left things up to choice and you know let individuals make decisions for themselves. They have this ridiculous video. Uh, it's sort of a parody of the movie The Purge uh, trying to attack uh, DeSantis for talking about things like choice, talking about things like the Constitution and freedom and that we can't solve all your problems, we being the government, obviously. And it's like that disconnect between someone that believes the government should fix all these things, that disconnect between if you think that two, that you know, a year and a half later, that now vaccine mandates for everybody and forcing companies to tell their employees that you better get injected with something or you're gonna get fired. Like if you think that that's good, well, we don't have a lot of middle ground on that. Right, we don't. And, and so I do think things will just continue to get separate and get separate and get separate, which again, by the way, that's what the, federal, the Federalist system allowed for. That's the way we were set up that the states were supposed to handle most of the stuff, but it will always come down to, and I discussed this with, with Tucker Carlson and many of my other guests, it will always come down to that the red states will be okay with that, basically. The red states will say, hey, we're gonna take care of business. We're gonna take care of our houses, right? We're gonna get our shit in order. And the blue states are gonna go, no, 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 no. You can't get your shit in order. We want that shit. We want your productivity because new businesses will be built in red states. And the blue states, well, they'll just crumble because they're, they're gonna get people who will not be experts in things. They are gonna, they're gonna care more about diversity than, than education or medicine or science or any of those things. And it's just gonna crumble and crumble. But one other thing on this real quick, which is that in the $3.5 trillion spending bill, there is some caveats where if companies don't force their employees to get injected, they could be fined as much as $70,000 a day and it compounds day after day after day. It's unclear what size companies that would be and everything else. Look, I've got a small production company here with a couple employees. Imagine the psychosis that you would be under to believe that it would be my right to tell people who I work with, who are sitting in this room right now, yes, you must get injected with something, otherwise I'm going to fire you. Like, what right would I have to say that to them? That, that's absolutely insane. I thought we were against slavery. I mean, call me old school guys, but I'm against slavery. You guys aren't my slaves, right? I have no right to tell them what they can do with their bodies, what they should do with their bodies, and tell them what they should be injected with. If you aren't feeling well, don't come to work, all right? Can we agree on that? All right, that's it, let's move on. Uh, Sally says, do you think that the vaccine mandate is just a way to eliminate the free thinkers from schools, military, and medical community, and will it backfire? Yes, I do. It's, it's becoming very clear. Uh, American Airlines is firing 
uh, thousands of people right now. Uh, not only pilots, but you know, people that work on the ground at the airports, they're firing all sorts of people. We know that that psychotic lunatic, I mean, I have no other way to describe these people at this point, right? Uh, the, the governor of New York, who again, nobody voted for, right? She stepped in once New, um, Newsom, they're all the same actually, once Cuomo went out, um, you know, talking about how they're getting rid of about 80,000 healthcare employees and they're gonna replace them with the National Guard because they're not vaccinated. These people who we were told were heroes for a year and a half, these people who've put it all on the line to make other, sure other people are safe, and then some bureaucratic bitch who's just what nobody voted for steps in and says, we're gonna fire you people. They are trying to destroy everything. You really need to understand this. The communists, the Marxists, the Democrats, it's, it's all the same thing. And maybe we need just a better catch-all word for all of it. They are trying to destroy everything and they're doing it quite well. So don't think, you know, I think there's sort of a meme out there that either, oh, they they still think they're doing the right thing or, or they're just idiots or something like that. And it's like, no, if you don't think this stuff is coordinated, that they are trying to bring down the economy, they are trying to, to wreck everything, like it is. It's a year and a half later, guys. Uh, so yes, I think they are, we know, we know that they are trying to get rid of free thinkers from the military and the medical community and everywhere else, right? We know it, you don't have to, you don't have to hear me say it, you know it, because, by saying, okay, you have to get vaccinated for this, again, even if you're young and healthy and you had COVID and you have antibodies and all that stuff, well, those are the people who are thinking about the world clearly. They're going, well, wait a minute, I'm 25, I'm in the military, I'm fit, I eat well, I take care of myself, I had COVID, so I have some antibodies, I'll get tested when need be, et cetera, et cetera. You're the free thinker and they're saying to you, you're out. So they want people who bow forever. I have a torn ACL in my left knee, I can't bow for that long. Uh, Patty says, uh, DeSantis has stated he's not running for president in 24. If he doesn't and Trump can't convince him to run as VP, and if Trump runs again, who do you think will be a good running mate on the GOP ticket? Well, first off, you guys know my feelings on this. I think DeSantis would be the best fit. I think he has fought the machine and done it pretty freaking well for a year and a half. I think he has enough of the Trump energy. I think he has the right ideas. I think he's, you know, I think he's 43 years old or so. He served in the military. Like this is the guy that it should be. If he does not, um, then they're gonna have to make some decisions because there's a whole group of other people that I think are quite decent. I think Nikki Haley obviously is decent. I think Tim Scott is decent. I think a whole bunch of interesting people could get involved. That, that's one thing. Um, but your question really was if DeSantis doesn't and sticks with Florida, which good for Florida, if he doesn't, right? Um, he may just not wanna you know, bite that thing off. Like, so if Trump runs, then who's a good running mate? I think Tim Scott would be interesting. I think Nikki Haley would be interesting. I think Crenshaw would be interesting. I think Candace Owens would be interesting. I think that there's plenty of people. Uh, there's probably some names that we don't even know about yet. Um, I'm hearing from, from a lot of people that Trump does plan on running. And it's like, you know, on one hand, it's like we should move on from that, right? Like we should move on for it just because just he also is older at this point. I, you know, Biden obviously has cognitive problems, Trump is fine, but like, it's just like we should just move on from that generation, right? Like maybe Gen X, 45 year olds to 55 year olds should have a chance to do something. So much of what's wrong with everything right now is that you've got these people in their late 70s, early 80s 
up to Dianne Feinstein, 137, that they're just hanging on. And they, as if they could solve the problems that they created, right? And that's not to say all older people are bad. I like older people, I really do. Cocoon, great movie, love the Golden Girls, okay? But these people should not be in charge of everything. You don't want Sophia Petrillo running the Fed, uh, but these people just refuse to get out of the way. So the, the Republicans are gonna have, uh, I think, a very wide swath of people. And just to throw back to something that I was saying during the presidential election, that was one of the reasons I really wanted Trump to win. I felt if we could get a second term of Trump, it would so break the system that was ready, that was like shaking, right? The system was just shaking and shaking and freaking out that then after Trump, I thought the Republicans would have the widest tent possible of candidates. All of the, he would have broke the media, he would have broke the machine, drained the swamp if we had, could have just got four more years of it. But alas, that didn't happen and uh, here we are. Uh, Cooper says, how badly do you wish it was the start of August again? <laughs> you know, this has been a weird one, for sure. Out of the five years that I've done the Off the Grid August, um, you know, in some ways because of, I, I told you guys when I left on July 31st, I had just been banned by Twitter because I said vaccine mandates were coming. I'm pretty sure I was right on that. Uh, we announced the pre-sale of Don't Burn This Country. It went to number one on Amazon. So like I went out in a blaze of glory. It was like I lit the match. I was like, and I'm out of here. And the next morning we were on a plane to the rainforest. So it was such a spectacular month. I felt great. You know, just yesterday uh, we showed a clip of my comeback show with Adam Carolla, or I guess two days ago when I was predicting that I'd know nothing about the new governor of New York, um, but I'm guessing she's gonna be far worse and further left and everything. And I looked at the video and I was like, man, I looked pretty damn great. Like I felt refreshed and like my body was like tight and I was like alive and like you know, all that stuff. I'm feeling pretty good right now too, but like not the same way after a month. Um, and then since I've been back, you know, the first two weeks, it was like this, let's give everything we got to the Larry Elder thing, and I did, and it was, I felt kinda, I, I, I was excited for the two weeks, and then afterwards, there was definitely a letdown. It was, uh, you know, we had a whole talk with my whole team about the future, and you know, like, it, it's been kinda weird now. Everything feels very up in the air and everything else. Um, you know, but your question is, do I wish it was the start of August again? Not really, because I love this. I believe we're doing something important and relevant and we just got to keep going. So even for those moments when I'm frustrated and I'm like, man, they're all liars and we got to show this shit again and fight it. It's like, th th this is it. Like we either got a chance or we don't. And I, I just believe that we do. So, uh, you know, another August will roll around and until then we'll just keep going. And my life is pretty good. We eat good food, we take the dog for a walk. You know, we're watching Downton Abbey again. I got nothing to complain about, except for the communists that are trying to get me. Um, Nate says, how do you get people to care about truth if it doesn't fit their worldview? It's like, that's the, that's the gajillion, that's the $3.5 trillion question, Nate. Um, I don't know, it is very, very hard to do it because even when you show sort of a brainwashed lefty who watches CNN and New York Times, when you show them, oh, you know, they had to retract this story and they made up that story and, you know, the Russia thing was really through the Clinton campaign and Brett Kavanaugh was not a serial rapist and all the stuff that you guys know. It's like, it's still, it's, this is why it has something to do with belief. I, I, and I really believe this now that if you don't, humans have to believe in something. Humans must believe in something, whether, whether they realize it or not. And we all believe in something, even though the hardcore atheists believe in something, they do. And when you take that belief 
and you hide it and you repress it and everything else, you start believing in just what is here and now and you start believing, oh, the news said this and this person did this and this. And that's why they're all sort of all hysterical and when you present them with information that's counter to that, it feels like their worldview is falling apart because they've put their whole worldview in just this stuff that's happening now, this fake nonsense with the news and everything else. And that's why if you believe in time-tested things, if you believe in, let's say it's the stories of the Bible, and whether you believe them literally or figuratively or as metaphors or uh, allegories, whatever, like if you believe in something outside of yourself, something about the human experience that over time we've taken good stuff, we've made new stuff, and we keep moving forward, um, if you believe in that, you'll be calmer and more decent. And then when new information comes to you, you can compare and contrast that with whatever's happening in the world, right? Like with the stuff that you've learned in the past. And then you won't be so hysterical. And that's why I have so consistently found in these last five years that when I meet conservatives or just whatever you want to call it again, that right people, something, you talk to them about virtually anything and they're okay to discuss it. And nobody gets up from the table screaming, throwing things, telling you're a, you, you're a Nazi or anything else. They kind of are just like, I don't agree with that. You know, we could keep talking, you know, whatever. And of course there are always you know, uh, exceptions to those things, um, but it has something to do with belief. Joe says, how was New York City and what has changed most about it since COVID and since your childhood? Uh, so as I think most of you guys know, I was born in Brooklyn in 76, before it was like hipster Brooklyn, when it was still old school Brooklyn, lived there for my first couple of years. I grew up in Long Island, which is the suburbs of New York City. And then I moved to New York City in 2000, right after college, basically. So I was in New York City for 9-11. And then I lived there for about 13, years until I moved to LA in, in 2013. So I've really only lived in New York and in uh, California. And New York City, I had uh, great grandparents and uh, my grandma lived in New York City and a lot of extended family in New York City. Everyone has either, well, a lot of them are dead, but everyone else has fled at this point. I do have one distant cousin still in New York City. Um, but New York City's weird. Uh, we spent a week in New York City and, you know, Midtown, which used to be just teeming with people. And that was what New York City was all about. And if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Like that thing, everyone jaywalking, smacking into each other, people pushing carts and yelling and fighting and, blah, and the hot dog guys and, you know, every person of every color and persuasion, everything else. Like that thing in Midtown from, say, like, I don't know, about 30th to like maybe high 50s. Uh, more on the west side, like a lot, but even east side too, Grand Central, like that, it's very light there and there's police everywhere, every corner, like four or five policemen standing there, a car with lights, like barricades and things like that's very, very creepy. That being said, I saw way less people with masks than I thought. Most people, a huge percentage of people, I would say 90% of the people were not wearing masks. And when you went to the more residential areas, so I went back to the Upper West Side where I used to live, I went down by Chinatown and, and Little Italy. And when you go to places like that, that's a little more touristy down there, but there was life, the streets were full. You wouldn't have really known that there was a problem. And as I said the other day, if you walked into stores, nobody said anything about a mask, at least to me. Um, one restaurant that we did go out one night, I went out with Douglas Murray and, uh, and Greg Gutfeld and my brother, and uh, they did wanna see a, a vaccine passport, but then about nine o'clock, the doorman walked away and people were coming and going, like it's all just like this silly game. But basically, I would say I was pretty freaking enthused about the city, and, and that really made me realize 
when I came home to LA, like that contrast, where LA, it's like everyone here is still a clone and people are masking while walking their dogs, a huge percentage of these people. And in New York, there's still like a fighting spirit, like that, that old school New York, like don't F with us spirit. And that was really great to see, really great to see. Uh, Storm says there was a city assembly meeting last night for another mask mandate and three people were arrested. Do we need to get comfortable with the idea that we will be getting arrested for protesting for our rights? So I'm not sure of the specifics of, of where you're talking about, um, but quite possibly, you know, there's a lot of really horrific videos coming out of Australia specifically, where people are literally walking their dogs. People are just walking out of their apart apartment complexes and being assaulted. I mean, full on assaulted, tackled to the ground, kicked, punched by police officers that are supposedly protecting the public and keeping us safe from a pandemic. There, there's a the, uh, really horrible video of a police officer choking a woman. She's choking, a, you know, he's choking a woman in the name of health, right? Like in the name of, oh, we don't want you to catch COVID where you might choke on phlegm, so we'll just, you know, choke you with our hand. Um, but that's happening in Australia. You'll never see that on uh, CNN. Why is that? Why wouldn't they show that, that there's you know, upheaval in Australia because people are fighting for their rights? Why, why don't they show you about the churches that are being closed in Canada and the protests that are happening over there? Why, why? Hmm, I'm gonna have to think about that. Can you make a note of that? I'm gonna have to think about that one a little bit. Um, so we may have to get uh, used to the idea that good, decent people are gonna have to protest. I would always say protest peacefully, right? We're gonna have to protest peacefully and we're gonna have to go out and about our lives. And, and the only thing we can do, and this is why I believe in bottom up and not top down, is that if enough good people say, no, 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 we're not gonna do this. I'm a police officer and I'm not gonna choke a random woman for walking her dog. Uh, you know, I'm a restaurateur and I'm not gonna deny someone's service, uh, you know, a young healthy person's service just because they don't have a vaccine mandate card or whatever it might be. Um, that's the only way we get out of this. That's the only way we get out of this. And that's why if the government wants to shut down, bye-bye. Good. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Uh, Jill says, why do you think Biden got a third jab? And do you think that background was actually the White House? So in case you're not sure what Jill's talking about, we've got some uh, pictures here. Um, that's a stage. And Joe Biden was on a stage. That is not the White House. That picture leaked later. But they staged this as if he was getting a picture, uh, getting his injection, his booster shot uh, at the White House. But as you can see, it is clearly not. I mean, we're in kayfabe. We're in kayfabe. Do you guys know what kayfabe is? Kayfabe, K-A-Y-F-A-B-E, is what uh, professional wrestling was all based around. The idea that you could fake these things with predetermined outcomes and you could cause all of these people to have real emotions and think that real things were happening and as if the wrestling match wasn't decided already. F sort of prefabricated theater that we're all playing around with. This, this odd blend of reality and fantasy all at once. That's really what's happening right now. We are in the midst of some giant wrestling situation and Hulk Hogan himself would be proud of the kayfabe that old Joe Biden is doing. Uh, let's put that picture back up for one more second. I don't think we have the close-up there, but you should find the close-up uh, of Joe Biden because he's got an extremely hairy arm, and I don't know if that's a side effect of the COVID vaccine, if it can turn you into a werewolf, but it's a disturbing, disturbing picture, and I leave it up to you. We didn't show it to you here because you know, we want you guys to, we tell you things and then you make the decision. You, you should consult with your wife, maybe your doctor. Do I want to see old Joe Biden's hairy arm? That's completely up to you. Uh, just to be clear, I don't know if that picture was actually in the White House on a set or if it was just in another place altogether, but it's a set. Do you see why that might be a problem? It's all fake. It's all fake. 
Sherry says we've seen a few slightly negative Main Street news segments on Biden in the last few weeks. Why do you think they're doing this? Well, because even for the most brainwashed, even for the most blue-pilled, there has to be the tiniest, thinnest veneer of objectivity by the media. So it's like, look, if Trump was president and we left Afghanistan in this disaster and the COVID situation was whatever they're claiming it is right now, or the just every, the border was a freaking disaster like it is, even though, you know, we're, we're told it's sovereign and secure. Um, if any of these things were happening, we'd be in the 12th impeachment already, okay? So I think there's a million reasons that they could probably impeach Biden already. I don't even think Biden's the president and all that stuff, you guys got it. Um, but why do I think that they're having a couple articles that slightly leak out negative towards Biden? It's because they need it. They, they need you to be somewhat, oh, you need to be able to say, but, but I did see a something in the uh, Washington Examiner that did say that he was something, something. Like they can't completely lie to you about everything at 100% perfection because it would be too clean, right? So they need the crime scene to have a little bit of blood around, otherwise it would be too obvious. Uh, and I think we got one more, we're doing one more. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, Philip says, since college football is back, do you and David Janet support the same team or do you have what we call in the South an interfaith marriage? Also, what's your opinion of the F Joe Biden chants in these college stadiums? You know, I, I really don't watch current sports anymore. We really don't. Um, David went to Penn State, so he's a big Penn State guy and we will occasionally he'll find something if, if they're playing, although it's been quite some time on that. Um, but obviously they're a great football program. Um, but I, don't, I just don't watch current sports anymore. Um, as far as the F Joe Biden chants, you know what? It's just fine with me, just fine with me. People are frustrated. And if you're a, you know, in a group of people and it moves you to chant F that guy, guess what? You're allowed to do that in the United States of America, at least for now, right? Like at least for now. Uh, all right, guys, I got to wrap because uh, a little later today at 2.30 Pacific, I will be on PragerU's Will and Amala Live, uh, which is their new, is it a daily show they're doing over there? It's daily. A new daily show they're doing over there. And we're going to be talking about a new documentary that I took part in. It's called Restricted, How Big Tech is Taking Away Your Freedom, which you can watch right now at PragerU. Dot com, uh, and it's, you know, it's all about the stuff. What has big tech done to us? What do they plan to do to us? And what about all the stuff we don't even know they're doing to us? And uh, I share my thoughts on those matters. Uh, part two of my interview with Jack Posobiec's up. We're talking all about uh, firing people because of vaccines and everything else. And then we get into some stuff about China and a whole bunch more. Uh, the full episode is up completely ad-free at rubenreport.locals.com. Come. And tomorrow it's an IDW reunion. Remember the IDW? We're a group of about a group of about 20 or so people from all over the political spectrum. We tried to solve problems and it pretty much fell apart. I think there's several reasons for it, and a lot of people just kind of went off the deep end, but a couple people are still fighting for the right things. Well, we're doing a little reunion. We got Gad Sad, we got Michael Shermer, and I believe we have Peter Bogosian. Is that not not confirmed? Not confirmed. But if not, we will have a third member of the IDW tomorrow. That'll be our Friday show. Uh, that's it for me. Uh, have a good day, everybody. And, uh, you know, get out there, see what happens. Okay, goodbye. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern.
And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubenreport.locals.com.